Welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast. My name is Christian, and today I will be your host as we talk about the lofty and amazing topic of God-sized dreams. You know, many of us have been in this year of 2020 where dreams could have been stifled. We could have think that we've heard wrong from God or just even questioning what does the future look like for all of us as well as individually. Today, I'm excited to host our friend Tori Bold as she shares her story around chasing God-sized dreams. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I think it's so fun how you and I actually met and it's just a testament to God can do crazy things and he is all about connection. I kind of want to introduce our followers to you. Can you just give a quick little you know, schoolroom update on who you are and what you're passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my name's Tori and my husband and I, my husband Seth and I run our company Bolt Farm Treehouse. And so it's a luxury nature retreat, you know, vacation rentals. So we build tree houses and now domes like in these gorgeous nature settings. And it is not only like what we do for work, but it really feels like a passion and purpose because We'll get into it more, I'm sure, right? But it's all about, it's it's more than just like a place to stay, but it's like creating intentional environments where life change and reconnection can happen. And so I had no idea how, um, how much I would love this and how involved, like how much of my life would pour into this when we started this journey. Like a few years ago, what, four years ago, I was like on my journalism career path and then I feel like a blink in the eye and like here we are tree houses are our world we're living like in a camper on raw land but loving chasing this dream and and doing it together that is amazing I had no idea you had a journalism background as well um I think it's so funny we plan one thing and God's like nope we're gonna go this direction for a little bit oh 100 percent. and what's even funnier is that's actually how i met my husband like was through working at the news so my husband seth is in the band need to breathe and i interviewed the band before one of their shows which is just so funny how god like weaves our pasts and our stories and then you know flash forward i'm like moving to south carolina leave my job in news now running a treehouse world and it's just it's kind of comical, but I love that God's plans are always so much bigger and better than what we can imagine. I've seen that in my life firsthand. Amen. That is so fun. I had no idea y'all's story. So I love that we're getting a glimpse into everything. Okay. We are talking today about God-sized dreams. And I want to know what was your biggest dream as a child? Yeah, I, I feel like I've always been a dreamer. Um, I was trying to think back to like early childhood days and kind of struggling, but when I was more like 10 through 12 and then beyond, the dream was E! News. Like I literally was like, I want to be Juliana Rancic. I want to be on the red carpet doing all these like interviews before events. And that like, that was a dream. And then I started chasing that dream, you know, but um, it's funny how over time things can things can change and pivot. But yeah, that was probably my earliest big dream. That's so fun. I love that you chased it too. And I'm sure, I mean, do you, does your mom have like videos of you when you were young pretending you were on the news? <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, even like I remember, oh, this is so embarrassing. I was homeschooled from like kindergarten through 
sixth grade and we did like a talent show like the homeschool group did a talent show and I did this like reporting thing so bad <laughs> but <laughs> just funny little memories I'm sure they were adorable at the time <laughs> okay what is one thing aside from you know having the talent show competition what's one thing people on social media don't know about you any fun facts or secret hobbies yeah um, I feel like um, we all know social media is a highlight reel, right? Like as, as much as we were trying to like, and I, it's really cool seeing people gravitate towards being more authentic and unfiltered. There's just stuff behind the scenes that you don't see and you wouldn't know. And so honestly, a lot of my feed is like us running around tree houses and playing in nature. And like, we do do that. But I mean, as business owners, there's just a lot of like time at a computer, a lot of hard work. Um, it's something mm -hmm. that it's not a burden though. I'm like really proud of it, like how much we've leaned into our company, but there's a lot of, a lot of hours in the office that are not shown. And there's also a lot of like the unglamorous, um, just things and situations that come with like chasing a dream like this. Like I, th I mentioned, we live in a camper and <laughs> on the property where we're building next. And, um, and I, I will be like showing it off more because it's really fun. It's actually like my childhood one that I grew up camping over the summertime with my family but just like little things so like that cute. like some of those gritty or like dirty non-glamorous moments that I feel like are part of my day-to-day -day life that um, people might not know <laughs> yeah and I love the contrast too of even just your, you said your husband's in a band and I'm sure most people think oh they probably live in five-star hotels most of the time but you're like no it's a camper actually <laughs> it's so fun Okay, last question before we dive into the main topics. So you and Seth, I would say y'all have hashtag hair goals. Between the two of you, who would you say has the better hair? Interesting. I feel like this is posing itself to be a poll moment. I'm really curious what people think. I will not even be offended, okay, because if I had to weigh in, I'm going to give it to Seth. I, that guy has, I mean, the guy has gorgeous hair and he doesn't have to do anything to it. It's like really annoying. I gotta, I have to like work for mine. Right. <laughs> I know. Husbands and guys just have it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if guys could just take a, a walk on our shoes one day of everything we do to get ready in the mornings, <laughs> that would be nice. Nice little switch up. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited. I know you've already shared a little bit of your heart and, and what you do, but uh, I love even on your bio, you say something about just like living the God-sized dream and, and chasing that. And I know a lot of people, especially the younger generation that follows us, is coming out of high school. They're chasing dreams. They're millennials and, and Gen Z. And it, there's always this question of how do I know if something is God-sized or even from God rather than you know, an impulse or like you said, seeing someone else have a highlight reel on Instagram and, and going for that just because we see it. So, you know, for you and this path of even navigating, going from news and, and thinking that was your dream to where you are now, what would you say is the definition of a God-sized dream and how you weigh that out with God when you were in that transition? Yeah, that is so, so good. Um, I feel like one characteristic of a God-sized dream is that it's going to be outside of your comfort zone because I feel like that's where God often calls us to be because that's where we're reliant on him you know and sometimes that's uncomfortable but that is a sign that's one sign in my opinion that it's a God-sized dream um, another one I mean first and foremost it has to be 
aligned with his will and not about you. Like you're just part of it, but it can't be all about you. Um, and actually Mark Batterson, um, he's one of my favorite authors. He wrote a book called whisper. Um, and it's all about, um, like recognizing and identifying the voice of God. And he really breaks it down in, in an incredible way. Side note, like this is crazy, but he actually told part of our testimony with our tree houses um, in that. And, and, but the story is wow. not about us. It's about somebody else, someone who we met who felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to help us with this dream, which is just mm -hmm. incredible. But um, I highly recommend that book because it does, he really breaks down like how to differentiate but like at its core, it's like, okay, is this purely a, a selfish dream and self-serving? If the answer is yes, it's probably not a God-sized dream. Um, it's got to be, it's got to be kingdom-minded, you know, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, and then honestly, it's hard. It's hard to, to differentiate the voice of God versus what you want to hear, your own voice. So that's something that I like frequently um, lift up and pray, like, God, help me to to identify your voice and separate that from mine. And like, if you know, whether I'm praying for open door, like usually right with your dreams, we're like, Hey, please open these doors, but close them. If that's not your will, because I don't want to chase something that, that you don't have for me. Cause at the end, at the end of the day, it will just be a dead end, you know? So constantly like asking for him to reveal that I feel like is always a good practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, that's amazing you mentioned that because asking God to close doors is one of the scariest <laughs> prayers that we can pray. I remember when I graduated from journalism school, that's what I did. And, you know, it starts with, a, okay, God, open the right doors, close the wrong ones, and then they just slam in your face. And sometimes you are left wondering, okay, God, well, if you shut all those, is there even an open door? Like, where do we go from here? Um, but like you said, he's always faithful too to make sure you're not going somewhere you shouldn't be going. Um, you know, I'd love for you to, to share a little bit more even of some of the things that you and Seth came up against whenever you were starting out on that dream as far as, um, you know, just even more into like what you were praying and, and how, like just the obstacles that you have to jump over because I would love for people to see that there is a process and that that process is okay. It doesn't mean that it's not God if you have, some things to hurdle with him. Right. Yeah. And I think the obstacles, the hurdles and the struggles are inevitable. And so like, honestly, dreamers prepare yourselves for those, right? Because to me, I, I think that being caught off guard by them can be more jarring or more discouraging, right? If you don't see it coming, but if you just know from the onset, all right, there are going to be obstacles and there's going to be pushback. But if I know in my heart, that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to push through and lean into it and be better and stronger through the process, you know? So keep in mind, hard times are coming, but it's for your good. Um, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, for us, I mean, it was really lofty um, what we took on. So just to give a little background, uh, Seth built a treehouse with his dad for our wedding. That's how this all kind of started. It was so sweet, so beautiful. It's at the property where he grew up in the upstate of South Carolina. Um, it was actually on our honeymoon that we were like spending time with God and really trying to focus on what our future would look like. And we didn't know the answer. We honestly didn't even know it was going to be more tree houses, but we were just like, all right, 
you know, what are some things that we want our life to look like? Um, okay, we want to, we want to raise our future kids in the outdoors and we want them to have um, a heart of service and to be like exposed to that. You know, we want to do something that makes a lasting impact and that's essentially like bigger than ourselves. So we were just like writing all these things down and trying to come up with ideas and we're like, everything is literally pointing to more tree houses, more spaces like this where people can escape the busyness of life and like really just feel the peace of God in nature, you know? And so we're like, okay, that's it. So it was literally like our first, yeah, our first two years of marriage is when we like just doubled down on this dream, bought a camper, lived on raw land and built four tree houses in nine months. And I was like the acting general contractor and had zero experience. I mean, literally I was Googling like everything, <laughs> like, you know, just figuring it out. Um, and it was it like looking back, there were really some fun and sweet memories, but it was really, really hard just feeling like I am underqualified for this. You know, like, I feel like that's something that can commonly come up with people who are chasing big dreams. Um, and I love how um, this pastor, Jeremy Foster, said it. It's always stuck with me. He's like, okay, hold on. I need to think about this so I don't butcher it because it's so good. He was like, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called, right? And so I had to wrestle with that because I'm like, I'm so unqualified. This is going to be a disaster. But sure enough, he helps us level up and brings people in our life too to help and support. Um, Sorry if I'm rambling. Okay, wait. So some of the obstacles that we had to jump through, I mean, I feel like there were just like some just sacrifices of like normal conventional life and the comforts, right? By by like scaling back, selling a lot of what we own to like live very simply. And also in your first year of marriage to like live in a super small space together. Like you, <laughs> you get real close. You learn all the things. Um, but honestly, I mean... Even beyond that, like we actually, we went through some really, really hard stuff that I actually haven't really shared about um, with the Charleston property. And, um, and I won't get into all the details, but long story short, you know, we, we felt like God really brought us there. Um, Mark Batterson talks about it in Whisper, like literally God sent a bald eagle, like as a confirmation, I kid you not. Um, and soon after, uh, these new Airbnb regulations passed in the area that were incredibly limiting, crippling to our business. And we were like, Oh my Lord, wait, God, did we read your sign wrong? Or wait, what was that? What was that? And it was just, you know, we had already bought the place, invested everything. And now we're being told like, Hey, you can't really do what you set out to do. And so that was so, so hard. And we started to, go through this process that we were told like was the one process that we could go through to um, get an exception. And we had no idea what we were getting into. Um, it was so, so challenging. We are both peacemaker personalities and, um, and don't like we're growing, but we like don't love confrontation. And we found ourselves in this position where, I mean, we had a small group of people in our community who just did not want us or the tree is there. And we had to deal with that. And like just wrestle with with the hurt and pain of of all that and the confusion of being like okay god like are we still in tune with you and on track and honestly it's something that we're still like working through and like coming out of but 
the beautiful thing is that we, you know, we learned a lot through that process. We made some mistakes in that process and, but we were not, we're not, um, we hold fast to our dream and we know that God's hand is over it. It might've just been the wrong timing or the wrong place. So I want to just really make sure whoever's listening hears that. Like if you get a door slammed in your face or you fall on your face, don't be so quick to throw in the towel because it might just be a not now or not here, but it's still God's, it's still your God-given dream. You know what I mean? So don't be quick to, to quit when that happens because that's literally what we are walking out of right now. And at this time, um, we are like announcing um, like the opening of our new location in Tennessee, where thankfully there are not the limitations on rentals. The community has like so kindly wrapped their arms around us and it just feels like a new day. So um, yeah, I just, I'm still like processing and kind of blown away by how, how good God has been to us through that. He took us out of like a really hard season and like has given us so much more. Like every time we're at the property on the mountaintop, I just, I feel his presence. I feel a spirit lift and I'm like, oh my gosh, how are we even here? And the answer is only God. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's, and you know, what I think is also interesting is I wouldn't know that just even, you know, going to the Charleston property and staying in those tree houses. Um, you know, I think everything that you're saying, and I hope, like you said, people listening are connecting the dots between this of God-sized dreams can be incredible and they can be huge, they can be lofty, and there can also be pain and, and things that we don't understand. But I love that you had obedience and you made it about him and not about yourself. So I think, you know, um, of course, you would attest to, to this more than I could, but I think within that, that's what makes a God-sized dream um, successful in a sense, is just the obedience, is just the the trusting in him and you know, that's, that's not what we see today. It's all about the overnight successes and, and how great what you produce is. Uh, I actually saw something earlier by, I always mess up her last name. I'm going to say Brooke Leiterwood, Brooke Frazier. She's from Hillsong. and <laughs> She posted a quote by her husband. And I just thought it was so simple and so sweet. And he said, don't judge fruit by the talent, um, but judge it by the life. So it's, you know, if you're living a life of big obedience, dreaming with God, like that's where the fruit lies, not in just what the the outcome is. So I love that you share that and, and you're letting us in, you're being vulnerable with us. And um, it's just great insight really to see. And I love that the, the goal is to help people reconnect with God and the nature and their loved ones. And so if I can ask why outdoors, like why is why do you think that is the recipe for for whatever the outcome is? Yeah, I feel like well, a few reasons. One is just like being out being out in nature in the outdoors, you are kind of removed from the busyness of life. You know, you're away from the city and all the distractions, the billboards and the loud cars and all the things and it just feels like a slower pace. So you you're like eliminating a lot of distractions and We encourage our guests to like go on airplane mode or do not disturb mode so that you really get the most of that experience because unfortunately our iPhones can like just follow us everywhere and keep us, you know, keep us like distracted. So we're like, hey, disconnect so you can fully reconnect. Um, But 
aside from that, I mean, just looking at the beauty of creation, wherever you are, like whoever's listening, if you're driving, like looking at rolling hills, I don't know. But you just can't help but admire God's masterful work, you know? And for me, like, um, gosh, being on the mountaintop or even like just looking at the trees, like you just, to me, you just see God's fingerprints over every over everything. And so you just feel, for me, you feel that much closer to him when you're in his creation. I love that. That's beautiful. Uh, Arden actually has followed that advice. He followed it at the treehouse and he still keeps his phone on do not disturb mode <laughs> because he loved it so much when we were out there. And um, it's just true. It, it really is special. Just even like you're saying, when you are trying to listen to the voice of God, like just removing the distractions. So I think it's amazing what, what you two are creating and um, even more than the location is just that lifestyle because it really, uh, I can attest that it affects people that, that stay at your properties. And so we're thankful for what you guys are doing. I know there are many other people that are as well. Um, you've shared so much great insight and little nuggets that I know people will get to cling to. But if someone asks you your number one piece of advice for starting on the journey of following your dream, what would you tell them? Oh man. Okay. Pressure is on to make this a good one. <laughs> Drum roll. <laughs> um, for following your dreams. I would honestly say don't like, okay, this might be, <laughs> this is probably going to be anticlimactic, but I honestly feel like you need to like not rush the process of, of being like, all right, stamp. This is my dream. I'm running after it. Like be slow to, to do that. And like, take your time to really make sure like that this is what you're feeling God has for you, that this fits your life. Because once, once you really do take like hold of this, like God-sized dream, then it's like a really incredible roller coaster and adventurous ride. And you're going to just be hopefully like so passionate about it that you're just running towards the finish line every day. Um, and you just want to make darn sure that you're not chasing after the wrong thing. So I would be like, be slow to be slow to start. And then once you do find that thing, then be quick to tackle it, you know? So good. Yeah, that is, I mean, there's a bow on that already. I don't want to add anything more to it. Uh, well, I think that is it for our discussion questions. I really just want to thank you for coming on and for sharing a little bit. And if anyone wants to keep up with you or Seth at the tree houses, what are the best ways for them to do that? All the, the handles. Yeah, all the things. Okay, so we're most active on Instagram and the tree houses are just at Bolt Farm Treehouse. And then I'm Tori Bolt and Seth is at Dr. Seth Bolt. And he's not really a doctor. It's just like a silly joke that stuck for far too long. And now all of his social media handles have doctor. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the best way to connect. Um, and I hope that I hope that they do because we're we're embarking on this new property, this new project, and we're so excited because we've spent almost all of 2020 searching for this place, planning it, prepping mm -hmm. it, working like I said, underground on a laptop. And now we're about to like be out there in the action and we're going to be letting everyone in, documenting the build and like trying to get people's uh, feedback and input. And like, so that it can be like the community who care about Bolt Farm Treehouse can speak into the design and how it 
eventually lays out. So join for the journey. And that will be for families, friends, pets, kids. That's all of them, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's a big new thing. So up until this point, we've pretty much been a place like a, a place for romantic getaways and for couples. But so many people have requested to bring their pets, bring their kids. Um, some people still are like, no, I need to get away from my kids. I'm, this is my excuse. <laughs> um, but we have, you know, we've heard that. And so, yeah, at this new property, we're going to have a couple family-friendly units, a pet-friendly unit, which I might need your input on because I don't have a dog. <laughs> so I need to, we're trying to like learn, okay, what do pet owners need to make this amazing? So I'm going to have to pick your brain, girl. But yeah, we're, okay. we're doing that and building a couple like designed for girls trips and friend getaways so that it's not just limited to romantic space. I mean, we're going to have our like signature honeymoon, you know, treehouse and stuff like that. But we just want to make it open and available to like way more people especially after the year we've all been through and being away from our loved ones for so long, we are hoping to be the place where everyone can, you know, safely reconnect in nature um, and just be outside together. I love that. This has been great. I just know that people are going to watch this and have dreams reopened. And um, even like you're saying, the, the curse of 2020, making people think that they can't financially do it, emotionally do it. Um, I hope that this gives insight, gives encouragement. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Sons and Daughters podcast. Be sure to leave topic points, testimonies, comment, like, subscribe, all the things so that we know how to best connect with you. Until next time.